Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Day in the Life of Zori. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope that you've been well, and I apologize if I am remiss and a little bit delayed um, in bringing out our newest episode, but I did want to connect with you all and, of course, check in. Um, We are currently in the month of March. Yay! We are 10 days into the month of March, and I'm a little bit remiss in going through um, this particular episode, but I did want to go ahead and jump in and talk a little bit about um, celebrating love. And I think, you know, having just ended the month of February, Valentine's Day, right, is a really big highlight to people, um, to share their love stories and whatnot. And I just wanted to really touch base. Um, it's been a little bit since I talked about my family and anything that's, you know, personally going on. And I thought it was a perfect opportunity to kind of touch base on relationships and talking about love, sharing love, and just kind of sharing being happy, right? And I think in a world where we are surrounded and filled with social media everywhere, you know, even if you try to be a minimalist around social media. There's just so much content that's put out there and just ways to communicate and share things and, you know, funnies and TikToks and all kinds of things that I think that sometimes we forget to keep certain things either private or feel guilty sharing things publicly. Um, You know, keeping in mind others that maybe aren't going through a a happy relationship or have just recently come out of a relationship. And while I'm not one for, you know, boasting everything just on Valentine's Day, I love my husband 365, um, 24-7. And, you know, through the ups and downs of life uh, that we've been together for the last 17 years, we'll be celebrating 15 years married this June I, I love to take an opportunity leading up to the holiday where you know everyone's going to be massively posting um, or doing things just out of the, you know, out of the blue, essentially, and sharing, you know, some highlights of things that are going well. And I'm not one to boast or post dirty laundry, right? You don't want to share one of the things that we learned early on in our relationship because we did grow up together in the sense where we were definitely on social media. You know, we made our relationship public through social media. We did a lot of online, you know, chatting and stuff early on in our relationship. So social media and just the online component has always been a component in our relationship. Um, And it's just really fun to be able to share, you know, the good. But we also had to learn to not really air your dirty laundry or, you know, post about stupid things that are in as part of your normal everyday struggle um, and relationship, you know, ups and downs. And I think it's very important to realize if you are in a relationship, if you're a young person entering relationships and are trying to kind of navigate that world of sharing online, um, one of the things and tips that I would recommend is that if you are having a squabble, a fight, a disagreement of any kind, refrain from posting anything about that. You can certainly, you know, share your frustration or, you know, the fact that you're feeling upset or whatever, but don't nail it down to the person or a particular issue. And the reason for that tip is the following. Whatever you share about your significant other, whether you're dating, engaged, living together, married, whatever, um, 
when you share something about that significant other with the world, whether it's through social media, whether it's out in public, whether it's with your family, whatever it is, whatever you're putting out there, um, in the heat of the moment, you might say things that you normally wouldn't share about your significant other. And these things that you are sharing will impact how the people in your life see that person. Now, I can tell you from personal experience that I've definitely gone out in, especially in our early years of marriage, and I, I, you know, vented to the world publicly, um, and, you know, pretty instantly was filled with, I probably shouldn't post that, so I would remove things, but of course, I'm sure there's people that you know, out there that know us that may have seen things early on in our relationship. And that those are things that can definitely shift how people view your partner in, you know, in life, your, your significant other, the person that you're in a relationship with. And these are things that like you, you've kind of put, you know, you've put, uh, what's the expression I'm looking for? Like you've put something into the water, right? Like you've put some muck into the water And, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to make up, you're going to feel better, and you're going to be all lovey-dovey again. But these people are left with this impression of that significant other. And the issue with that is, you know, who cares what people think? But the issue with that is that usually in the heat of the moment when you're upset with somebody, you're just kind of rambling, right? It's kind of like word vomit. You're just spewing everything that's like on your mind, anything that's pissed you off in the last two weeks is just going to come out. Um, and you're really like, you're really not shining a bright light on that person for this one day or this one argument or this one instance where they've like really like pushed your buttons and you're not, you know, happy with them. And you're really taking away the credit of all the good things that this person has done for you, with you, that have supported you. Um, you're kind of dimming all of the good and just shining the light on this dark spot. Problem being is you will forgive and forget because we do. And you know, when you're in love, you get upset and you make up and then it's all, you know, it's all forgotten, especially if it's nothing, you know, of significance, which 85% of arguments are usually insignificant. Um, you know, it, And now you've kind of put this damper on how people view your partner in life. And, you know, my husband is not perfect. Neither am I. And I'm sure that if if prompted, we could both provide a significant list of things that irk us, that annoy us, that we don't agree with or that we don't share or that annoy us, whatever, right? We could, we've been together for nearly 17 years. It's, it's abundant, the things that we can probably nitpick at and just be annoyed with. However, in contrast, the amount of wonderful, beautiful, impactful, sweet, kind, loving, caring, tender things that my husband has done for me, for our kids, for my family over the last 17 years extremely outweighs anything that he does to piss me off on like a day-to-day basis. Now, the realities of of relationships is that when you are living with someone, right, 
if you're living with someone, if you're married, engaged, whatever. But when you're living under one roof, you are essentially learning to cohabitate with someone who is not like you, who did not grow up in your house, who did not grow up with your, you know, beliefs, with your routines, with your practices, whatever it is. You're you're trying to merge two completely different people from different worlds into one household. There are going to be things that will piss you off even 15 years later, right? Like there's just there's just things that just bad habits people have, um annoying little quirks that people do that just are going to be part of the daily quota, if you will. However, me getting annoyed that my husband left, you know, a stack of laundry somewhere or he uses his chair to stack clothes should never outweigh the fact that he is a provider, that he's a caring father, that he's a loving husband, that when I have had surgery multiple times during our relationship, he's picked up the slack. He's done all the house chores. He's done all the cleaning. Um, He's handled the kids on his own several occasions for me to take trips. Like there's just so many things that he contributes to our household and our family and our relationship that sheerly outweigh any, you know, meaningless quirk that he may have. And, you know, when we're looking at, you know, the the highlight of relationships on a day like Valentine's Day or leading up to Valentine's Day, um, or, you know, when people celebrate an anniversary or, you know, dating, whatever, there are certain things that I want to share. And I'll, I'll share this. And I think I've shared it before, maybe very early on in my podcast. Um, one of my favorite quotes was from the movie Just Married with Ashton Kutcher and um, Brittany Murphy, which is one of my all-time faves. And it's when they, like, they've gone on their honeymoon and it's just a complete bust and like all this newlywed, you know, beauty and like fantasy has just sheerly like disappeared because of just the sheer ridiculousness that was their honeymoon and just how tragic and horrendous it was. And he's at home, back at home with his dad and they're looking at photo albums and the dad just looks at the photos and he looks at his son and he says, you know, it's the really difficult moments in between the beautiful photos that make and build a relationship. Those are the moments that matter. So, you know, when you see people post these beautiful things and I, you know, I'm one to, to profess my love and appreciation for my husband. Um, and frankly, not for anyone else, just because some, some days you just genuinely want to shout it off the rooftops, just how amazing this person is and just how moved you are that they are the partner that, you know, God has placed in your life that has been sharing in love um, and laughter and, you know, the ups and downs, the sadness, the anger, the love, the laughter, the, the joys of being married, of being parents, of being, you know, he's genuinely one of my best friends. And it's just like, there's certain days where you just like, you feel extra mushy and that's totally fine. Please do it up. I love seeing all the love appreciation posts for people's, um, you know, significant others, because I just think it's, it's beautiful to recognize, um, you know, that through the ups and downs, like 
you're still worthy um, of praise, of love and appreciation, and of thanks, right? Because sometimes in our day to day, we might take certain things for granted, um, and that's just that just kind of comes with the territory, right? You just kind of take things for granted, you take people for granted, and then sometimes you have a smack to the head, and you have a rude awakening, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm so grateful for all the things that you do, honey. I'm so grateful for all the things that you do. I love you so much. Um, and you, you just want to shout it from the rooftops. And, you know, one of the beautiful methods that we have to do that now is through social media, right? You post a beautiful Instagram post, you post, um, all sorts of fun candids or fun, you know, photos that you have over the years. Um, you can, you know, write a novel on Facebook. You can make a video on TikTok of just love and appreciation for this person, for this significant other, for this partner in life. And I love seeing those. But what I don't want anyone to forget is that in between all these beautiful, you know, glorified posts of love and appreciation and how sweet and kind and loving and everything is perfect and beautiful, in between all those posts are all the everyday routinely things where you're pissing off each other, you're yelling at each other, you're you're annoyed, you're rolling your eyes, you're like, oh my God, I can't stand you, go away. You know, the, all those things happen in between those beautiful photos. And I can, I'm one to attest my, I'm looking at my living room right now covered in beautiful photos, candid photos, post photos, family portraits. And I can tell you, <laughs> I'm laughing because we did Christmas photos, um, Christmas of 2020. And on the way down the stairs, I literally killed myself and fell down an entire flight of stairs, um, ripped my dress for these beautiful Christmas photos that I'd been planning for months and months, had to run up, get changed. My husband is in sheer panic. He thought I died as I landed at the bottom of the stairs. Um, and I get up hurriedly because we're already running late. I'm like, I got to change. I'm going to throw something on. We're going to go take the photos. And he's like, you need to go to the hospital. You just fell down an entire flight of stairs. Um, right. And then lo and behold, we got these magnificent photos from that day. And in between us leaving our home and taking these photos, we were in the car literally fighting and yelling because he was like, I can't believe that you're making me drive to the photos rather than take you to get checked. And I said, I'll get home. I'll change. I'll get checked. I promise. Cross my heart. I promise I will go get checked. I'm fine. Mind you, by the time I fell down the stairs, ripped my dress, went back up and went back down into the car, I had already developed bruising like on my legs and stuff and my side was killing me. But we had paid for these photos. There was no reschedule shoot. It was like, that was a priority to me. Meanwhile, my his priority was my health and, and the fact that I had just fallen down an entire flight of stairs. So, you know, that's just, that's relationships. In a nutshell, that is a relationship, right? One person's focused on one thing and the other person's focused on something else. In this case, his focus was absolutely well intended and probably the more reasonable approach. My focus was on the fact that I'd been planning on this for months and months and months in advance. And I was not going to miss this opportunity because it was a very slim chance that we got this in the first place. You know, it was a very elite and like, um, special photographer. Like she's always booked. Like I just, I knew that this was something that I wanted to do because I wanted this keepsake. Meanwhile, he's just like, please woman, I thought you died. Can we get you checked? Um, 
And that's just, that right there is the reality of a relationship, right? You have two people whose focus and goal is to have a well-constructed, healthy, happy family. My focus that day was not shifted on the right thing. His focus was after the photos, we immediately went and got me checked out. I had bruising, nothing broken, nothing, you know, nothing serious. Um, But, you know, it was a significant fall. I did have to go to like physical therapy for my hip after. Um, But, you know, it's just these are these are the things that make up the in-between these perfect, beautiful portraits, right? These beautiful, candid photos, these beautiful photos that we might take and snap and share and tweet, whatever. Um, These are the realities is that in a relationship, in between all the beautiful photos that we share with the world, those are just glimpses into our lives and usually glimpses of the good, right? Usually glimpses of the beautiful, the the perfectly posed, the perfectly decorated, beautiful aspects of our lives. In between all of that is the reality of the relationship, is the truth and core of the relationship, right? It's the ups and downs, the everyday routines, the running around, the packing, the planning, the folding, the laundry, the cleaning, the scrubbing, the dishes, the cooking, um, the laughing, the cuddling, the watching movies, the listening to shows, the recommending, the sending TikToks, you know, just the everyday little things. And I can tell you like right now, I honestly genuinely believe that sending TikToks is a love language for people. Because he sends me TikToks like there's no tomorrow. And honestly, sometimes the TikToks are over my head or not my taste. But he sends them to me and it either reminded him of something we've experienced, something that we've lived with our kids, or just it's something ridiculously funny to him that I'm like, okay. Uh, But it's, it's something that indicates he's been thinking about me and wanted to share that moment with me, even if we're not together. Um, sometimes we're in the same room, but you know, tomato, tomato. So, you know, these are the things that make up relationships. And I just want to share, you know, I just wanted to share this and just kind of bring light to it that, you know, if you're going through a rough patch right now and things are not perfect and things are just kind of in a funk or just feeling bumpy, like, it's okay. These are parts of relationships. And I I just, you know, we don't get to 15 years married, you know, with unicorns and rainbows the entire time. Like that's just not how we got here. You know, we've been together for 17 years and it's been bumps in the road. We've had highs, we've had lows, we've had moments where we nearly called it quits. Um, but you always come back to the root, right? To come back to the source, come back to the home base. And that is to remember why you chose each other. Remember what makes you, you know, a partner with that person. What brings you together? Um, you will grow. You will evolve. You will change, you know, as a person. I hope that you do. You should. Um, we should always continue to grow and learn and strive to, you know, change and improve over time. In 15 years, I can very much attest to the fact that we've changed significantly. And in the fact that, you know, when we got together, I was very much introverted, very shy, very quiet. He knew everybody and every, you know, anywhere we went, he knew people. He was always, you know, greeting everybody and he was just like the mayor of the town. Um, 15 years later, he's still very much connected, much more reserved. I'm much more outgoing. Um, I kind of drag us out to things now rather than vice versa that it was at the beginning. Um, And then I've also learned, you know, he finds solace in, you know, 
being home and just in the quiet. I do too, but I also need like social like interaction to meet like a certain quota for every day. So, um, we, we've, we've kind of shifted slightly in that for, for both of us. And I, I think it's cool because I appreciate the fact that he's, you know, he's much more, well, I'll say quote unquote serious. Cause he's still very much a prankster and a jokester. That's never going to change. Um, and I find it hilarious. He pranks my parents all the time, but you know, like it's just like small shifts in, in who you are and, you know, identifying the things that are priorities to you individually, to you as a couple. Um, and, and pursuing that, right? Pursuing the happiness of life, pursuing the joys of life and finding new ways to keep things interesting, um, find, you know, ways to reconnect, finding ways to reminisce, right? Sometimes going down memory lane reminds you of like the early times, you know, sometimes we'll be sitting on the couch and the kids are driving us nuts. And I'm like, you remember when we could just pick up and go and it was just you and me, like we, you know, we love to, to travel and eat and just have fun and just do impromptu trips places. And not that we can't do that with kids, but it just, it's changed the dynamic. And, and sometimes whenever, um, we have the opportunity to have it just be us. It's nice to remember and kind of relive some of those moments where it was just us and we could just do whatever and, you know, go wherever and eat whatever and not have to worry about having chicken tenders or mac and cheese or pizza on the menu. We could just do whatever. Um, and you know, it's, relationships are beautiful, whether it's at the beginning or 15, 20, 30 years later. I think that we need to remember that love is ever growing, ever changing, um, ever moving. And if you're in a relationship with someone whom you love, value, respect, and cherish, you will find ways to continue to connect to continue to evolve and grow and to continue to learn that person. Because I can tell you that love languages um, are also very prominent in relationships. And if you haven't identified or don't know what your love language is or your partner's love language is, um, I recommend that you figure that out. And the reason for that is because when we are uniting two different lifestyles, households, upbringings, you're also bringing in different ways that people share and show love. And you can be in a relationship where love is very prominent, but it's not being communicated in a way that makes the other person feel loved. And that's a very, like, it's a very sad place to be. And I can tell you that we have gone through like an analysis of our relationship to really determine and share what it is that we need from our partner in order to feel loved, valued, respected. Um, and those needs have changed throughout the years that we've been together. When we were, you know, newly married, we, you know, we had no kids, we were young, we were both working, like things were very different. From then introducing kid one, kid two into the routine, different types of jobs, demanding careers. Like there's just so many things that shift over the years. And then you gotta rebalance, right? Recalibrate the relationship. And that's totally normal. That's totally fair. And I think that, you know, for people to weigh in on anyone else's relationship, like you should really 
refrain from weighing in on anyone's relationship. You can always share advice. And, you know, I hope that this is what, you know, you take from this is I'm just sharing advice and tips and and personal experiences that I have lived that may be applicable to you, that maybe can relate to you. um, And that can help you, you know, kind of turn on that light bulb and say, hmm, maybe this is something that we could try, or maybe this is something we thought we did, but we didn't really fully commit. Um, you know, and just continue to to find the the purpose of that relationship and connection that brought you together and has kept you together throughout whatever period of time you've been, um, to continue to find new ways and new um, new horizons to reach together, right? New milestones to, to mark together. And I love when I see these, you know, love appreciation posts, because I just, it reminds me of how long people have been together. But it also like, you know, like, especially if you have like close friends, like, you know, that there are struggles. And I'm sure you've heard throughout the years, you know, any friends in in long term relationships, there's been struggles and challenges. And then you see them post these things of appreciation. And you're just like, man, like, I'm so glad that they, you know, they've managed to build this life together, right? It's not even about like making it through the ups and like, I'm glad they've been able to build this foundation, this life together. Um, and look at how beautiful it is, right? You know, look at how beautiful, um, all of this has turned out, you know, things that, you know, I have one of my great friends, the beginning and onset of that relationship was a bit tumultuous. And, um, like recently we celebrated something and I was just like, my heart was so filled with just happiness and joy at seeing just how beautiful something that we thought, you know, wasn't going to be good for either of them, um, has turned into this fruitful, beautiful, relationship that has blossomed and, you know, has grown in so many ways that we could have never imagined. And I just, you know, it's beautiful to see that. It's beautiful to share that. It's beautiful to recognize and applaud that in your family and your friends and just encourage it, right? Because sometimes we have friends and family that are in relationships and like you just don't see either that spark or you just don't see that like thoughtfulness of appreciation for the partner. Um, and sometimes you can give them a kind and, you know, sensitive, but gentle nudge to be like, Hey, you know what? I know they're not perfect. No one is. We're not perfect. Man, like look at all the beautiful things that they do do. Look at all the wonderful qualities of who they are and what they bring to the table and kind of reshift that focus. Um, into the positivity, right? If you're looking for a perfect person, you're not going to find one, not even in the mirror. Um, so just accept, you know, some of those flaws, right? Some of those quirks and habits and, you know, work together to improve the things, to highlight the things that are good, that are worthy, that are beautiful, that, you know, make you respect and love and appreciate and cherish that person. Um, yeah, so that's just those were the thoughts for me. I really wanted to share this a bit sooner, but I had a couple of things um logged already to be posted and shared. So friends, I hope that you felt loved and appreciated and, you know, whether it's from a significant other or, you know, by your kids or your family, your friends. I hope that you 
felt the love, that you continue to feel the love. And please bombard me with those beautiful love stories that you'd love to share. Hit me, um, hit me up via email. Email is a day in the life of Zori, Z-O-R-Y at gmail.com. I would be delighted to review and read some of these beautiful love stories. Or if there's any uh, hot topic that you'd love for me to touch on, please feel free to send those as well through the email and I'll be more than happy to review and hopefully record. So thank you guys so, so much for tuning in as always. I appreciate you. You guys are fantastic. And, you know, I hope you have a blessed and fantastic weekend. Happy March. It's almost spring here in Connecticut. Yesterday felt absolutely beautiful. So wherever you are, I hope that you enjoy a beautiful weekend. Have a great one. Bye.